Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's try it again. Whoa. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome, Guardians. It's July 22nd and 23rd, 2018, and you're listening to Ghost Stories, a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> this is episode 59, the first of this new year. New year? What is it, July? Uh, but new, in some ways, the end of an era. We know... We know it's it's been a good long while since the last episode uh, back in October, and today we're going to talk about why that is and what it means for the future of the show, and probably a lot of stuff that we don't even know we're going to talk about yet until we get there. So, uh, strap in, strap on, strap whatever whatever you got <laughs> to do to stay in your seats. If you want to listen, that's great. Um, and if you're just, uh, if you're... You don't? Why, why did you download it? Yeah, hey, and maybe, <laughs> maybe you meant to, to not follow us back when we hadn't had anything out for a while, and you're just... You hate listening to our show. You're just, you're just lucky. You Luckily, <laughs> you didn't delete us, because now we're back, sort of. Um, I am X-Ray. Uh, well, I, we're going to stick with the, the names this, this show, but uh, I'm X-Ray441, or x Pod. Cast host Ray, <laughs> <laughs> and with me today I've got a drop the ball creating new shows drop slash. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going. It's been a really long time. It has. There's all where where the show notes that we're looking at right now were written in January, and as we go through them, there's going to be like update February, like 24th, like just random stuff that I put in there. Cause I thought it would be relevant <laughs> because we're going to record very soon. And now it's July. So, so yeah, it's not relevant. It's going to be, it's going to be fun, but it'll be fun. Like I said, we'll probably mention some things that have happened since the last time you heard us and you're gonna be like, that's old news. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. It's going to be some old news, but we still want to talk about it. And then we also have with us, Gabbing about not destiny, Gabble Ratchet ninety eight. What's up? <laughs> yeah, um, a lot has happened, <laughs> but that's all right. We'll talk about some of it. Well, or we could talk about destiny, but well, we're gonna we're gonna end up talking about destiny no matter what. We'll do a little so. bit of that's of true. it all, um, and and yeah, a lot's been going on. If uh, if you don't follow uh, us on Twitter. Um, you'll miss a few things that we've talked about or said or, or had going on if you're not in our Discord. A um, couple things that I just want to mention early on. I guess we'll do some thanks and announcements kind of thing right now, and then we'll get into everything. But This, this story is so old in the thanks and announcements. <laughs> Are we going to use that? With, yeah. <laughs> Wait, thanks to Black Mirror for a hilarious last-minute play against me trying to get my mom a smartphone. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was a Christmas story about getting my mom to switch to an iPhone. Yeah. and then But the day before we were going to get her phone, uh, she was like, have you ever watched Black Mirror? I was like, yes. She's like, I've never seen it. Do you want to watch some episodes? I was like, sure, why not? So we watch a bunch of Black Mirror, and she's like, I don't want a smartphone. <laughs> I just want Black Mirror. That's the best reaction to that series. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and also, uh, since, since we've... Uh, talked last uh gabble and i went on uh, a show and did a little thing called lit lore with uh the guys over at uh yeah a barely barely a destiny podcast uh xana fan 
Xanaf- I always forget how to say that name. I think mm-hmm. it's Xanafan. Um, he was our host. He was the host of the episode, and uh, probably the Sounds closest like a pharmaceutical. It is. It, it's like it. I always think of uh, like oh, what was it? Wheel of Fortune. They used to be sponsored by like Xanafans. Like the the. <laughs> it was like the the rice. It was like the. <laughs> The Louisiana style rice or the gumbo or I don't know something weird. Zana, like Zatarans, yeah, that. That's what I think of when I see his <gasps> name. <laughs> but anyway, we were on that show, and it's probably, if you're interested, the closest thing you'll get to a uh, Dredge and Your Jaron Ward show, because I chose that as a topic to kind of talk about, and we got did it without me. Well, we got drunk too, which made it even more fun, and. <laughs> It was it was interesting. Uh, just kind of give a rundown of of how that story went and talk about a bunch of crazy stuff. And it was a good time. If you are inclined, uh, you should go check it out. If we remember how to put links in notes, we might have some links in the show notes. Otherwise, it's uh, called Barely a Destiny Podcast. They've been doing this lit lore series where basically they get together with somebody who knows a little bit a little bit about the lore and they get drunk and talk about destiny and, and stuff. So. Well, to... not limited destiny though. We're, I'm in talks with him about doing a Dark Souls I episode. Know, so. I know. That's... Come on. If I put if I put their show in the show notes, can I get invited to the next one? Hell yeah, they're awesome. They'll yeah. Nice. I, I, I hope. Right. I mean, they seem to like us. <laughs> then again, I think there were a few mentions of us not getting invited back because it got a little rowdy. But uh, don't know. We'll find I mean, out. If you're talking about Dwindler's Ridge, what was the expectation? <laughs> well, and and I'm... go ahead. To be fair, I don't remember recording the second half of that episode. I, so. I talked a lot. <laughs> That's all I remember. Um, and I think I said some things I shouldn't have, but if you want to know what those things are, you got to go listen to their episode. Um, yeah, we can't spoil yeah. it here. And, uh, and also, since then, I've been on either one or two episodes of uh, the uh, Splash Damage Radio podcast. Um, that's with... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Cyborg Sasquatch, who's over at the uh, uh, Destiny Reset podcast, and um, I'm, well, he he was I'm the Blue Ranger. I think he like changed his name this week to something, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, Blue, better, better off, off Blue. Blue. Yeah. yeah, I was I was teasing him just this morning. Oh, about his name? <laughs> no, <laughs> just teasing no, in general. He, he posted a, a criticism about something from Curse of Osiris because, like many people, oh, he sort of that. stepped away from Destiny 2 and recently came back <laughs> yeah. to it. And so I asked him if that tweet had fallen into a Vex portal and just now made it back to our reality. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And he's like, oh, I'm just getting around to playing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I went on there and actually we did... Um, and I, th- I don't remember if I talked about it on the show. I guess not. Probably not in November because it hadn't come out yet. But... Um, we talked about Black Mirror in depth, like crazily. Um, oh, we went nice. through like talking about, I think it was a probably three hour episode, um, and breaking down the different seasons and the episodes and just like really short descriptions of them and stuff like that. So that was really fun. And then we also did um, right before uh, season two of um, a, a, a Westworld came out. They asked me to come on, and we did a uh, uh, Westworld show where we talked about that for a couple hours, and that was a lot of fun because um, I think it was because it's well, Westworld? I think Cyborg hadn't seen it at all, and so he like binged that, and uh, and I had just happened to be starting to rewatch 
uh, season one before two came out. And it was like a day or two before they were going to record. Or No, you know what? I take that back. Black Mirror was like two two or three days before they were going to record. And he's like, hey, you want to watch or want to come on the podcast? I'm like, uh, yeah. Well, then Westworld was like the day of, I think, they were going to record. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like the last minute go-to guy, maybe. I don't know. I actually got an invite to another one that I, I refused to go on because I wasn't up to date on what the topic was about. And it was the day of. I'm like, dude, I can't. I'm not I haven't seen the last few episodes. Leave me alone. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to go hear some some audio of me or me and Gavel uh, on some other shows, it was fun to do. Um, but that's other than that, I mean it's just been home life and people hate us talking about stuff that's not destiny related, so you know. Are you kidding me? I, I keep oh, thinking well. Like so, the our last <laughs> our last episode was October. Basically, we wrapped that show, and I packed my entire apartment into a truck <laughs> and left San Francisco. Yeah, you moved twice since then. Yeah, well, I drove. I put all my stuff in a truck, packed everything up, uh, and drove east. And I got as far as Pennsylvania. I was on my way back to New York. I got to Pennsylvania, and I got a call from. Uh, the Los Angeles Auto Show, who I had worked for uh, the previous year, saying, hey, do you want to come work the show this year? I'm like, sure. And so now it's like November 4th, maybe. Sure, when's the show? November 29th. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I got back to New York, put all my stuff in a storage space, packed my bags, flew back to Los Angeles, worked the LA Auto Show, flew back to New York, and my plan was, all right, time to rebuild my life back on the East Coast. Uh, And like three days before Christmas, I got a call from the LA Auto Show saying, hey, that last show went great. Do you want to come work for us full time? (laughs) I remember I was sitting on my dad's couch on Cape Cod in the middle of December. I'm like, I just left California, and now I've got a job offer to go back to California. (laughs) Uh, and I ended up taking it. So, yeah, I I left San Francisco, moved to New York, flew back to L.A. for work, flew back to New York, and then moved back to L.A. I was just looking up things. Like, I'm like, what has actually happened in the time since our last episode? Uh, four, Mar- uh-huh. four Marvel movies have been released. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a month. <laughs> <laughs> We have not recorded a show, and we've had Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, oh. Infinity War, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wow. Uh, we man. could probably do a whole show just about Infinity War. Lifetimes ago. I know. Ready Player One uh. has come out since then. Don't. Wait. Is that good? I, I, didn't I liked see it. it. I, I thought it was all right. I also, I also didn't see it. Well, okay, well, it was good. I heard it had a really, really good Wait, shining sequence. Do we count you know, Deadpool I, 2 in the Marvel movies? Oh, damn, so yeah. Five. Deadpool 2 is well, so sort of. Well, I mean, it's not MCU. Yeah, but it's going to be. Yet. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a few months. <laughs> After Disney's done acquiring everybody, pretty soon this is going to be uh, Ghost Stories, a Disney podcast. <laughs> yeah, dis- Disney Ghost Stories. You just gave us so much credit. What, that we're going to be acquired by Disney? <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, we've got the club. That's like, that's like saying, as like when we started back in the day, we're like, oh yeah, Bungie's going to invite us to come check out the, the place. We're going to go We're gonna go see where they make the this awesome video game. Yeah. 
we are we are we're still the black sheep of that whole thing. So. <laughs> no. So don't worry about it. It's my favorite color sheep anyway. Uh, yeah, mine too. Uh, what did we do? So on our last show, oh, our last show of last year was us addressing some of the issues that we had with the state of Destiny 2. We called it the Salt Cast, but really we were just disappointed about the expense, extensive number of problems facing the game with seemingly no word from much. That seems like a lifetime ago. That was, and that was the show <laughs> we, we, we re-recorded. We recorded the right. first one because we were a little too rough on it. And then we're like, we need to try this again where it's not just us bashing it. And I think we ended up bashing it the whole time anyway. No, we talked about some we were good, good stuff. I mean, yeah, we were all right, but not as, yeah. It could have been worse. Jeez, look at this. God, this, is, this paragraph is brutal. You could tell where my headspace was when I wrote this. Uh, Since that last show, Curse of Osiris has been released. And, well, honestly, the game has somehow gotten even worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's... Here's my story. Here's why you haven't heard from me uh, in Destiny. Uh, I did that move. Uh, well, actually, and I sort of walked away literally to drive that truck across the country. But I played Curse of Osiris uh, maybe a week after it launched. I played with my regular fire team, uh, Chrono and Night Fork. And they had already run it, but I, I jumped in. And I played through it. And... I felt so dumb. I felt like an idiot for ever caring about anything that had to do with Destiny. Like, I just, I took my headset off, I turned the Xbox off, and I walked away. Uh, <laughs> like, it just, whoa. I still have, like, PTSD from playing Curse of Osiris. So I have been keeping up on the game, but I have not played Destiny since I lived in San Francisco, since Curse of Osiris. I just can't really bring myself to do it. Uh, I don't think I need to... There's no point now in dredging up everything that happened in Curse of Osiris. Cripes. Uh, <laughs> or, I mean, or even Warmind. I, I was saying earlier, I've, I've ingested more Warmind content uh, than I think most people who played it <laughs> without actually playing it. Uh, and I've had some really, really interesting conversations with people who were involved in its creation uh, in the background, which has been shed a lot of light on a lot of things. Uh, I'm not really at liberty to, to go into detail about that, but it was kind of enlightening. Uh, we, I mean, for everything that we've seen as a team, you know, Forsaken is the next thing on the horizon. It looks like there's going to be some good stuff in Forsaken, uh, Personally, it's too late for me. Destiny is not a game for me anymore. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't, and it's not really a game that can support the kind of show we used to make. So we'll see what happens after Forsaken, but I don't. There's, I mean, they could hand deliver that game to my apartment with a suitcase full of money, and there's probably a good chance that I'm still not going to get back into Destiny. So that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> How much money would have to be in the suitcase? I mean, everybody's got a price. Uh, it would have to be twice the amount that we have made in revenue from every episode of this show we've ever done. <laughs> so, like, that's a very small suitcase. Like sixteen fifty or something like that. <laughs> enough, enough to buy one of our T-shirts. 
which are still for sale, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was cleaning out the inbox and saw, hey, you're, we're ready to cash out your T-shirt campaign. People are still buying Here's your, your $2. Someone bought a T-shirt <laughs> last May. <laughs> uh, and we thank you all for buying T-shirts. We love you. Yeah. No, I've got, I've got my, I've, I've still got T-shirts. I, I might even buy some more. I like our, I still love our logo. If nothing else, yeah. Well, we gotta get we gotta get Scooby to make some new T-shirts. Wait, it'll just it'll just be a T-shirt with Fortnite on it. And say I ought. <laughs> we should probably produce more than one show a year if we're gonna have new T-shirts. Why? That makes our T-shirts really exclusive. <laughs> we should do a limited run of episode fifty-nine T-shirts. <laughs> this week only. Commemorate what could be the only episode yeah. you'll ever hear again. <laughs> but I sincerely hope that's not true. Uh, but in speaking to that a, a little bit, though, we, yeah, that we haven't made any shows since October. And I know people have asked us and people keep asking us and people keep going to my personal Instagram account and asking me, which makes me hate yeah. you. Uh, we can, yeah, we can definitely say, please don't like do that. But we, I think... On, on an emotional level and on an investment in terms of time and work level, we, we, felt, we felt this pretty hard. Uh, but financially, it didn't really affect us at all because we've never used DGS to, to pay the bills, really. Not, I mean, there are some content creators who really relied on Destiny content you know, to, to fuel the... the the lives they've made for themselves, whether they're streamers or they're YouTube people, like they, they needed Destiny to to be good to support like the the life they have made for themselves and the game couldn't do that for them. That's that's sort of more rough. My emotional scars from D two will heal, but for those people who saw their <laughs> their bank accounts slowly draining as the content dried up, uh, yeah, that's not a fate I wish on anybody. And, you know, and what's kind of, what's a little sad about that, too, is, you know, when that, when they did take that big hit, you know, it was in their best interests to do everything they could to find the good in the game. You know, I, I mean, they had to, they had to, they had to figure out how to make content related to Destiny still, because people still expected it from them. And, I don't know, I, I think that, that. As big, I mean, it's a valiant effort. I guess many valiant efforts were made to do so, and the fact that that people look to them as, you know, the big voices in the community to tell people how to feel, kind of rung true to me. I saw a lot of people who, who were, it felt like they were jumping on these different bandwagons depending on who was saying what at different times and. And I kind of, it kind of was a little disappointed to see that because people, I felt like in a lot of cases, people weren't making their own decisions about things. Instead, they were just, everybody wanted to be super positive and, oh, this is not that bad. Well, it, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was, it was, it was bad. Right. So that, <laughs> well, that, that frag that, that also fractured our community a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. Where, and I, I certainly, I will not. Yeah, I, w- I was a, a pretty overwhelmingly negative voice. Uh, and that's because I put a lot of time into this. I put a lot of time and effort and production and research and reading and playing. And like a ton of work went into DGS. Only for it to be basically 
all nullified and then to have what was coming after that just be like drips out of the feed there was nothing so yeah i, I was pretty i mean i'll say yeah, i was pretty negative in in terms of how i was approaching the content and and i totally give credit to people like oh we stay positive about it uh and you know try and mine the good out of it but then there were people who were just like no, you're you're wrong for thinking negatively about it, and everything has to be positive, and that is just sort of like really naive in light of the situation that was occurring. Yeah, I mean the community as a whole really didn't handle this situation very well on either side. I yeah. mean, so it was it was it was rough going for a while there. It was yeah. rough, and yeah. and and Bungie wasn't helping the situation either. Uh, like so, I have an update here from February. This was when that whole it's folklore thing. Oh, brother, <laughs> happened. Yeah. That was a day. That uh, was quite a day. That was quite a day. Uh, and I sort of, I didn't go on a rant, but I fired back a bit at that uh, on Twitter because I thought that was just absolutely ridiculous. And I think even even up to right now, there still hasn't been any kind of significant I hate I don't want to use the word lore I'm sorry that's a different rant (laughs) about how that word doesn't mean anything anymore Uh, but even Warmind being the latest thing really showed that there's still a, a huge gulf that exists between what's written and put in the game what's spoken by characters in the game what the narrative is trying to do where the story is trying to go who's even handling its production it's just i don't under like it's amazing that anything gets made at all but it's just it's very evident that the kind of chaos that exists is having a massive impact on that particular aspect uh, of the game I said I even said like in our Discord a couple of days ago it's like mechanical problems with the game you can fix and once they're fixed people kind of forget the broken thing ever existed because you can't use the broken thing anymore you only can use the fixed thing so that's kind of cool like that's a great a great element of games of that if something is broken mechanically you can fix it and then people enjoy the fixed thing and the broken thing doesn't exist. And you can, but that's not how it and you, works in story. But I was going to say, before you go on to the story part, you know, <laughs> that's the great thing, too, is you can go back and remember those broken things and laugh about it and say, oh, man, remember this, remember that. And, and it becomes part of the, your entire enjoyment of the game, really. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I can make everybody who played Destiny 2 during Curse of Osiris, Curse of Osiris smile just by saying Prometheus Lens. Right? <laughs> like, that was hilarious, broken, and fun for like a weekend and now it's fixed but we can all still laugh about how dumb and broken it was right and so yeah but uh, to your point until you know until deadpool gets cable's time travel thing and goes back and fixes everything um yeah the story is just gonna be yeah and i and the other part that i certainly don't envy the writers over at bungie that they had to deal with is that no matter how good they write something, like even if they created the next Books of Sorrow and put it in the game, 98% of players only know the story from the characters speaking on the screen. Uh, so when 
whatever, Osiris's ghost says later haters, and that's canon. Like, that, that is what people's experience is with the story. They, they don't go dig. That's why our show was successful, because we did the digging that other people didn't want to do. Because they knew from the game, from the story they experienced while playing and not anything else. Uh, that's a huge mountain to overcome. And, but it's also not an insurmountable problem. Just write good dialogue. It's not hard. Don't, don't write dialogue that contradicts itself. And then don't write dialogue that contradicts other aspects of the game that you've written. It's just, uh, there's, there's so, I feel like there's so many elements of the story creation for destiny that don't ever talk to each other. Like their, their job is to communicate the story, but they're not communicating with each other, which is why all these things constantly contradict. And then the writing is bad. The dialogue is bad. And just, there's not attention being paid. And granted since Christmas, there have been so many more pressing actual gameplay and mechanical problems that need to be fixed. It's pretty obvious that, you know, it's like if you have a group of writers who are like, oh, but this thing is wrong. It's like, sorry, you are at like the lowest possible priority right now when people are <laughs> evaporating each other in two seconds with Prometheus Lens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or waiting for 10 minutes and, to get and, and to their... or whatever it was, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, and to their credit, on that end, like the actual video game itself is a lot of fun right now. Yeah, and that's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing now, like, the, the minute-to-minute gameplay yeah. is starting to come back. There's, like, the go-fast update, then there was all the exotic tuning, and there was mm-hmm. some character balancing and abilities balancing and things like that. So, mm-hmm. And some of the stuff they've shown in Forsaken looks really cool, like that, whatever that video of was the Titan, like, jumping off a rock and doing that <laughs> crazy, like, arc the surface uh, to surface missile. Yeah, the yes. surface, yeah, surface to surface <laughs> fist of havoc. Like that's kind of awesome. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Uh, that's what. So I'm I'm playing mainly on PlayStation Four now, just because of the people that I know that are still playing. The majority of them are on PS4. So I only had a hunter leveled, uh, and I was only in like the 340s. So I was lucky enough to get to to run a, a Leviathan and a Eater of Worlds last night. Uh, thank you, Renegade Siggy, for finding a bunch of people. And Cosmo, I played with Cosmo last night, um, and it was it was great. But I so I made a I started a warlock today specifically for the new Voidwalker super because I want to teleport around and blow people up. Is that what the new super is? Yeah, I haven't seen anything from Forsaken, so I've just seen yeah. gifts here and there. It looks like. It looks like fun. So spoilers. Apparently, Aldrin kills Cade. We'll find out about that. Oh no! Oh well. Oh no! There are some things I know about Forsaken. I know that a dreg, <laughs> a dreg became ascendant and opened up a portal to the ascendant okay. realm. That's cool. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? What else is happening? Oh, uh, apparently, people who played the game killed a worm god with a spear. That's cool. Uh, that was Warmind. Yes. And then, but not killed because, because when because talks, death is not the what is no, it called? No, no, no. It was <laughs> killed but not destroyed, with the unholy union between destroyer and destroyed. Uh, I don't don't. I'll, I can save whisper of worms for a whole other show. I started notes on why I hate that horribly, but again, I don't. As somebody who hasn't played since Curse, I I have less of a, a horse in this race. 
On the other hand, the gun is freaking awesome. I don't have it, but have like I was in games and witnessed people using it, and it melts people at a level that like I feel like is faster than Spindle or Black Hammer ever did. It's nice that snipers are back because for a long time snipers were worthless. Snipers, yeah. That sniper, that sniper's <laughs> back, I guess. Or, or that sniper. Well, and 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 in Forsaken, when they move to the energy slot out of the heavy slot, which I think is a thing. Um, so then they'll be. So great. one thing, one thing though, for me, and uh, it's it's life for me is a lot different than it was with D one. Um, as far as the time I spend playing games and what I'm playing and what I'm doing. And, I mean, I was telling these guys before we started recording of, of the things that went on this week for me, and it's been pretty crazy. One, it actually included a trip to the ER uh, for a broken toe for my two-and-a-half-year-old. Um, a bar stool that she was doing gymnastics on or whatever fell over and fell on her toe uh, Why'd you take your four-year-old to a bar? I don't know. It's in our kitchen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've got bar stools in our kitchen around the counter. And anyway, and uh, but uh, the night before that, she rode a toy motorcycle down our stairs because she, I mean, she thought it'd be cool. It wasn't like an accident either. She so intentionally awesome. did this, thinking, "Well, it does sound well." Cool. It's probably it's because awesome. my other kids like ride, you know mattresses we've got like little mattresses and we've got uh laundry baskets and all this other crap and they're always doing stuff i mean this summer's been oh my god a laundry basket that's brilliant they've been it's been been crazy at my house anyway so my the time i have has been been limited and different and so i don't i don't play what yeah i haven't played d2 much um at least since after curse of osiris uh since then, I jumped back into some old games that I wanted to play, and they re-released the NES Classic, which I decided to pick up and Hell and yeah. uh, play a bunch of old school games on that. Um, still playing some games on the Switch. I mean, I've had a lot. I've I've been playing such a variety of games over the past you know six seven months, and been having a great time doing it. But whenever this this whole um, oh you know, Whisper the Worm thing dropped. I thought, man, that is so cool. And it took me back to when I was helping people get uh, the Black Spindle. And I've mentioned Mm -hmm. it before on the show, you know, I would run that story mission and get to just before you'd make the jump uh, to, to where the timed event started for the Black Spindle. And I would do that and wait and get into, to at Slack at the time and, in the clan I was in and say, hey, anybody doing this? I've got it queued up, ready to go, and they jump in, and I'd go run it again solo and get to that spot and find the next group, and I just kept doing that one evening, and I probably helped, you know, a good 20 or more people get that that evening because it was, you know, it wasn't time-consuming, wasn't, and I was just, I wanted to be helpful. I already got in mine, and, and, uh, and I thought, well, that's pretty cool that they're doing that again, but now it's like it's it's I was upset because of the time I had to be able to to try to to find Urzok or, or whatever it is uh, or whoever it was to open that portal that I had to wait for like two hours before he would show up because it had to be the the right public event or whatever. And then I had 20 minutes to mess around for the thing and then you had to wait again. And it seemed like. 
a, a kind of a rough way to, to do a timed kind of event. The way they had the Black Spindle set up was pretty great, especially with respect to people's time. So really, you've got to have a lot of time, especially the people who, you know, aren't pros and don't have a ton of, of you know, I guess a lot of a lot of people to help carry them through and things like that. If it's just a bu- three buddies who kind of know the idea of how to do it, it's going to take a long time, not just because it's a tough thing to do, but because you have to wait so long for it to spawn and get the opportunity to do it. I think they, as much as people are loving it right now, well, I think they, I think they're just, it, it sucks. <laughs> it, the, so that this came up on Twitter just a couple hours ago, actually. And the response from Bungie was that they've seen reports that it's not coming up often enough and they're looking into it and seeing if there's a problem or if it needs to be adjusted. So hopefully that won't continue to be a problem. Yeah, it would have been, Bungie's it would have been so Bungie more. does more looking into things than, that's like their their canned response for everything. Well, that was I liked one of your comments on the in the notes. It says it was talking about the this week at Bungie. It says we're listening. Well, <laughs> yeah, they listen a lot. <laughs> Just don't do anything. Right, right. It's funny. I'm looking. I'm looking through some of these notes. Man, there's some hilarious old anecdotes in here that I totally forgot I'd written about. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're out there doing that, I mean, don't be discouraged. And hopefully, like Gavel said, maybe they'll get it switched around, and maybe they'll. They'll make it happen a little more often. I thought having it part of a story, well, I mean, you can't replay any of the story missions, so they would have had to put it on to, to like an adventure thing or something that you can maybe do again. I don't. Know, can you even do those again? You still can't replay. Story you can't missions. go back and replay the campaign. Uh, um, only the ones that that come up as a chorus. Uh, yeah, so that's nothing's changed with that. Whatever they're called, meditations or. I and I'm going to go on record now pick? saying that's that's still the stupidest thing that they've ever done. You can't replay can the campaign. Can you choose your strikes yet? Go ahead. Uh, can you choose strikes yet? Like independently from the director? No. No. Okay. Yeah, I know. It, it's just... They, they, but why, why would you, if even if you could? To what? So you could choose never to play that stupid fallen strike on Nessus. But I'm just saying, if if strikes are available for direct selection in the director, who who cares? Like, why why would I ever pick them? Don't because I'm gonna go to the heroic playlist because I want to do the heroic version anyway. Yeah, but you could select heroic from the director in Destiny One. All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, if you need to go farm something, you could just pick a strike and go farm it for as long as you wanted to. Or some strikes were just awesome, like in 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 Destiny One. It just sometimes you just queue up your favorite strike and have a good time with it. Did they ever fix the tank spawning in the uh, the other Nessus strike, the inverted spire? Sometimes tank a, spawning. Sometimes a tank is supposed to spawn in that strike. I don't know. I don't know. Well, right. That's the nightfall this week. I think I did it last night. Was there a tank? I don't know because I'm so the we ran. I was carried through the prestige nightfall. My character is like 350, and the recommended level for that is 370. So I just kind of hung back and tried not to die and shot oh. my tether up ahead every once in a while to help out. So I have no idea what they had to shoot. <laughs> you would you would have been safe in that tank. 
Uh, yeah, that's true. So anyway, we got off on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, we've talked about, you know, what's the show going to be like and what are we going to do? And, you know, like I said, I've been playing a lot of different games and I know Gabble and, and, uh, Drop slash hat. Yeah, we all have. Yeah. And uh, we've been talking about how, you know, what we want to talk about and what we want to make the show become. And, uh, you know, we kind of, like everyone uh, that that was big into Destiny, we talked about the streamers, but we pigeonholed ourselves into this this whole realm of everything's got to be Destiny content. And And when we got off topic and talked about non Destiny stuff, man, we would hear about it. We'd have some. One or two people, oh my gosh, you guys talked about this one thing way too long, and it. Oh, yeah, I thought you were supposed to be about destiny. Respect my time. You know, no, we don't have to respect your time. We're not going to. You came to find us. We didn't. We're not listening to you. No offense. It's not. Actually, you know what this is? This is like, um, or we would get people to be like, oh, you're, you guys goof off too much in the intro. Guess what? That's the That's whole us. show. Now. That's it. Yeah, we're one big goof well, off. I mean, it's not like off. we. It's not like we didn't put that stuff in the show notes. I would very clearly write like, hey, listen to us talk about nothing for 45 minutes, and then I go on you know, a tangent about Horizon Zero Dawn for an hour. Like, It's not like you didn't know. Can you like put a timestamp in your show notes when I should start listening to the real topic? No. No, yes. we're not doing that. At 00. Fast forward it yourself. Find it yourself. <laughs> it's not for us. We're not your babysitters. You got all those fancy oh. buttons on your phone to fast forward and... Double the speed and whatever. Someone actually told me when they listened to the lit lore thing, they had it on like one and a half times speed, and they said it sounded like I was on crack because <laughs> nice. I was drinking and talking <laughs> fast already. So I guess I was talking like doubly fast on there when it was sped up. So that was fun. Well, I, I told, just totally had an idea for a subscription service where I'll listen to your podcast for you and make timestamps for when the content starts. <laughs> the, oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like. Like Cliff no- Cliff's notes for podcasts. Dude, there I tell you what, there are some podcasts that I've I've looked at that they timestamp every single little topic change, and it's like holy smokes, that's a lot of that. That's awesome. How? Hopefully, they've like figured out how to make it happen quickly because, geez, that that just seems like a lot of work. Do they have like a sh- a show stenographer? I don't know. I, maybe they maybe they're really good at taking notes while they record. But I'll tell you what I've been doing while I've been recording nothing. <laughs> I've just been sitting here listening and talking. So, but but yeah, it's it's crazy. But what I was gonna say though was there's a lot of games that we can talk about, a lot of things that we we all enjoy, and and we think that the people listening are probably in a similar position where they like to hear. Uh, hear about other things the, other than Destiny because we know that that our our podcast Discord rarely talks about Destiny and yet there's a lot of people in there still talking about a lot of stuff going on and, and that's the kind of things we want to want to touch on you know um, well we're we're in a completely different environment right now back in back when Destiny 1 launched you know other than the division there was no challengers to the the format and since that time, you know, the Battle Royale game has become, like, the de facto game. Right. So suddenly we oh, have, that's like... that's so weird. Sorry. It is weird that anybody plays PUBG when they could be playing well, Fortnite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> that just seems so long ago, like, when Battle Royale games didn't exist. Right. Because they're so... Prevalent now, uh, yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah there they are. Like there, there was no over. I mean, was there Overwatch? I think Destiny launched before Overwatch uh, did. 
I think uh, it was. But, they were pretty close. Have to look. Man, o- Overwatch just exploded, and then you know PUBG got super popular, <laughs> and then Fortnite. Not even close. I, I remember. I remember E3 in like 20. Let's see. It was after I left Harmonix. I was in LA for something, and I was at E3. So that must maybe that was 2014 or 15. I met with Epic because people I worked with at Harmonix were working at Epic. And I remember talking about this game that they were working on called Fortnite. Uh, and if you had told me in 2000, whatever, 14 or 15, <laughs> that Fortnite was going to take over the entire world. Like, I, I work, nobody I work with knows anything about video games. But once a week, someone will poke their head into my office and go, do you know what a Fortnite is? Do you know, do you know who Ninja <laughs> is? And it's... <laughs> What's that dude with the blue hair, right? <laughs> yeah, it's... Well, maybe, it's maybe not today. It's just like green today. Eh, you know, whatever. Completely pervade popular culture. And we've watched, you know... And it's funny now. We've, we've even now lived through games that were trying to copy Overwatch. Uh, pivot into trying to copy Fortnite. <laughs> so here, yeah. here you go. Destiny <laughs> 1 launch date, September 9th, 2014. Overwatch was May twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen. So about a year and a half apart. Oh, wow. So yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't. It didn't feel like it was that that they were that far apart because I I played them both yes. at launch. I remember, but ugh. So and now like you know we just got past E three San Diego Comic Con is going on while we're recording this and there's all kinds of announcements and things and. But it's like the, the landscape of games has completely changed. Like Warframe has gone from being basically unknown to really popular. Uh, games like Monster Hunter World have come and, you know, eaten some of Destiny's lunch. And I love Monster Hunter. I absolutely love that game. It is, it is so respectful of the time you put into it. Uh, Here, you want me to blow your mind real quick? Yeah. Warframe launched about a year and a half before Destiny. Right. <laughs> how's how's? Yeah, but it was really, really. It was rough no. I'm not launch. saying it wasn't, but still, for that game to have been around yeah. for what now five? It's been five years, a little over five years, and to be making this still free game that is just getting better and better and better and better every iteration that they they come up with is is amazing. And then we've got other game, and we've talked about Bloodborne a lot, but we've had the Souls games. And then Bloodborne, and now Sekio is on the horizon. Like, there's just, there's so many games that, and it, those games are obviously they're not challengers to Destiny's space, but they are going to eat the player base a little bit when before there just wasn't, there's, there's so many options now. And for people like me, who are not fans of first-person shooters, like, I, I didn't go to Overwatch from Destiny, I didn't go to PUBG from Destiny and I, even though Fortnite's third person I didn't go I have no desire to be part of the whatever tornado of bullets that is Fortnite uh, the the options you have now are just incredible then you have like all the clones on top of it uh, and then esports has gotten enormous you know in this time you know I think everybody talked about Destiny 2 like oh they, they changed Destiny 2 so it could be an esports title and it Come nah, on, didn't have you know, you you know in your heart that was never going to be a thing. <laughs> uh, so you know the Overwatch League and 
million dollar Fortnite tournaments and League of Legends selling out Madison Square Garden and it's just like there is De- destiny and I've I I've said this before uh, if I say I've said this before our Discord has been like a twenty four seven podcast uh, <laughs> yeah if we could just translate all that since January uh, there's Bungie. Bungie was like they were an innovator in the space, and the, you see this happen all the time in the tech industry, where a company is an innovator in this space, and then they get completely bypassed by nimbler uh, and and just developers who are able to iterate faster on the idea uh, and really listen to their community and create something that really strikes while the iron's hot. And I read a great article months ago talking about how like f- games like Fortnite are the future of that space and Epic is what that game development and developer looks like moving forward and, also, and games like Monster Hunter moving forward whereas you know Bungie is still doing things the really hard way <laughs> I mean we see that we see that all the time with you know here's this identified major issue we're going to fix it in four months and then you see these other comp- these other games here's this big issue uh here's a patch tomorrow we'll fix it yeah. you know i mean and, and it's and again i don't know what goes into game development or coding or any of that stuff but whenever everyone else doesn't know that but they can see fixes happening much quicker that speaks volumes to who they want to follow and who they want to play and who they trust you know Right, and I, there's, I mean, God, we pr- we probably could make a hundred more shows just talking about all the areas where <laughs> they've, they've just like not been able to keep up with the competition that exists now. But again, that speaks to the fact that there's so much competition now. The fact that Epic will patch Fortnite in twelve hours, and Bungie has to lay out a roadmap for what's going to happen in six months, really stands as a testament to what players expect from their games now uh, and how that gets fulfilled. Even Monster Hunter, uh, when there's a problem, uh, it, get fixed, it gets fixed really quickly. And the, the content stream for Monster Hunter has been ridiculous. You can't go more than like a, a week or a week and a half without some crazy new thing being added to the game. Uh, or some crossover happening or some event happening that's happening live. Like, they've just done an incredible job of keeping the game live after its launch uh, with steady updates and content. And what I, where I was kind of going with this is the fact that there are so many games out there doing so many good things. You know, we'd like to... I, I mean, I think we all agree we want to keep producing a show, Um because I enjoy talking to you guys, and I enjoy just recording and, and being part of this thing, whether we have 10 listeners an episode or 80,000 <laughs> listeners an episode, which that was our peak, by the way. It was just pretty awesome. Anyway, um, you know, but... <laughs> we, we, too, are past our Yeah, we've, we've peaked, <laughs> uh, which is fine. We still have a lot of people who want to hear from us, and we've had many people say, we don't well, you, you don't have to even talk about Destiny. We just miss you guys talking and, and being kind of a part of our weekly routines you know 
It's fine. We we can when we pivot and become an anthem podcast. Who knows where? It'll <laughs> right, go, right. Yeah. Right. So there's there's the other elephant in the room, right? That yeah. <laughs> uh, that in the time since Destiny Two has launched, Anthem has shown a considerable amount of what is coming from that game. Uh, and you know, it's basically you get to be Iron Man and fly around to destroy things. Uh, <laughs> but so. It's, you know, Anthem was like, "Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the Destiny killer," and they, and then Anthem has sort of been like, oh, "We've had to slow down our development cycle and get more things figured out." But they had an amazing showing at E3 this year, uh, and that game looks nuts. It's like it's like Destiny in third person, and they got rid of the hunter and put in a bigger Titan, and then they got rid of the warlock and put in an even <laughs> bigger Titan. so so that's gonna work but you know there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about and we want to talk about and we're gonna talk about I think um, and it's gonna be I think it's gonna be fun I think it's gonna be great and we're gonna be testing the waters out with some probably interesting ideas and and a couple things I personally found that I I liked looking into and part of the reason I haven't been playing as many games because I've been playing I've been playing a lot of games but when I got into that NES Classic and started looking around at the games, and, and I may or may not have have done a few things to add a few games to my console. You're, you're an amazing <laughs> um, wizard. But, <laughs> but as I went through these, these games, I found a game that was literally named Lore something something. And I was like, what the crap? And it's this huge story told on an NES game, and... I mean, it, it's crazy, and I read some of that, and I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. And then I found a game that I shared with people on Twitter. It was called, this is great, I love this. Uh, in 1988, this game came out called The Guardian Legend. And the first thing that pops up, i got to read this because I love it, and it makes me think, man, how cool would it be even if, you know, you didn't dedicate an entire podcast to it, but you had, like, maybe a segment of the podcast to talk about, you know, retro lore and how they told stories back in the day when that was what really drove a lot of these games. Um, it says this. It says, oops, where'd it go? Here it is. It says, long ago, an alien race sent a huge world hurtling toward the earth, loaded with a cargo of mysterious life forms. You must battle your way deep within the alien world to destroy its vicious inhabitants. You are the guardian of the earth and your saga will become the guardian legend. I read that and I saw that like the main screen, the start screen has this huge orb like planet thing hovering above the name, the guardian legend. And it's got some, some, holy crap. I sat there and, and just laughed alone for a good 10 minutes. Like you gotta be kidding me. What did I just read? What did I just see? And I started playing this game and man, it's so hard. This game is, is hard as hell, but it was so much fun. And there was a story that went along with it as you played through and actually went on Wiki and read about the game itself and, and how it originated. And it was a Japanese game. that It was actually a game that never got released in the U.S. to, to the NES. It was, it was one of those that they made a whole bunch and then the company that, that made the game and actually had it on a cartridge was ready for distribution, got bought out, and that went with it and ended up in some warehouse somewhere and never to, never to be seen again until a few, you know, got leaked out and... And uh, ended up as a as a you know a, a download on the internet, Bungie, right? <laughs> Bungie needs to get the license. They need to put a little NES classic in the future World Cult Lounge, 
and put just that ROM in there so you can go sit in FWC and play that game in Destiny. Well, will this be like Animal Crossing where you can find a way to load other ROMs into right. it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, somebody will figure out how to do that with Destiny, but for now they should just put this game in there. But there are so many games out there. I was telling Gavel because he was playing D&D a little bit, but there's like this entire D&D character creator program in on the NES. It was a game that you could go and create a character and set their stats and build these these huge I don't know what they're called, the the person who comes up with the you know, the dungeon master or whatever that makes the the, the story that you're gonna play when you play D D. Um but like it was this this huge creation game. I'm like, holy crap, what is this? And there's so many things that have stories and backgrounds and these these crazy little worlds that were built just for this one little, you know, 8-bit game or whatever they are. And it's it's really cool to me to see how much time and effort people put into these backstories of these games that that all look very similar. And also, I never realized how many games were made after movies or made about movies. Die Hard... Jason, like eight, like oh my god, like ET on ET Atari. ET on Atari, yes. I mean, there are. I was looking through. I was like, holy cow! There's a ton of Home Alone, Home Alone two, Home Alone three. I mean, they're all games on the right. NES, and it's it's just amazing to me. And it, it it was great because that's I'm a I'm a product of video games from the early '80s, you know. So, well, mm-hmm. I mean, we just we just got through Summer Games Done Quick. So if you're a fan of those kinds of games, just go load up this the Games Done Quick channel on YouTube and watch some people just blast through. Like, there's a guy to, like, cool spot in, like, 13 minutes. Like, it's just... I Games Done Quick is probably my favorite video game event that happens because you get to see people playing really weird and obscure games, and they're just so unbelievably good at those games. And I love watching people be really, really good at something. Uh... Jeez, there was a dude who... who I, I watched a guy beat Battletoads. I didn't think that was possible. What? Uh, I, watched a guy, I watched two people beat Super Smash TV. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> uh, it's... Yeah, if, if you've never watched Games Done Quick, jeez, go... go they, you can find... I was at my brother's in New York... And we were watching the Mega Man X2 speedrun, and he's like, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, and he's like, I bet you can't find somebody who beat Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And I was like, I bet you I can. And sure enough, from like 2015, there's a Super Ghouls and Ghosts speedrun, and we're <laughs> watching it, and just like your your mind, that game is so hard. It uh, is. Like a, a dude beat Ghosts and Goblins, the original NES version, and then beat Super Ghouls and Ghosts, in a speed run, he did the whole game in like 35 minutes. And it's like, this is, I can't get back to the first stage in 35 minutes. Uh, but games done quick has been a constant, like I will just put games done quick on when I'm at my apartment and just like doing paperwork or cleaning up or something. And just, and the thing about games done quick, that's so awesome is that the people who are playing are describing everything that's happening. They're not just doing it on the screen. They're saying, hey, here's how this glitch works or here's why we do it this way. Here's why, like little things, like how in like Mega Man X 1 and 2, the sliding shot does two points of damage and a regular shot does one, but then they change it in X 3 after. Like there's, there's, they know so much about these games. Uh, It's incredible to watch. It's absolutely amazing. 
uh, I watched somebody speed run through Resident Evil 4, <laughs> and I haven't played that game in a long time. And I was watching it and remembering, oh my god, I love this game so much. And I'm, I'm sitting here, and in an hour and 15 minutes, I'm able to absorb the entire game. Because uh, this person is so good at playing it. I could definitely watch Dark Souls uh, speedruns all day long. Yeah. They're, people are so good at things. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome to watch. I watched a guy speedrun Bionic Commando. <laughs> it was, and it was so good. He was the guy who speedrun. He was an amazing. Uh, just so animated and vibrant. He knew so much about the game. Uh and just like telling crazy stories about like how the how the speedrun community even learns about how some of these glitches exist and why they're able to do things and the weird results like there was one guy running Bionic Commando Rearmed I think which is the two D side scrolling remaster, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess there's a bug you can do where like you it allows you to it's called like an elevator glitch but like you, you smash down on an elevator. It creates some glitch, but the result of the glitch is that the character just screams constantly uh, <laughs> while the glitch is active. So it's nice. it's just it's you learn you you can learn so much about games just by watching some of those speedruns. Uh, I love that stuff. I I love that it just got finished. And so I was watching a bunch of speed. I watched somebody do Resident Evil. What is it? It's Resident Evil Remaster something. It's a remaster. Oh, remake remaster. It's a remaster of the Resident Evil 1 remake that was on GameCube way back in the day when I worked at Nintendo. Uh, but I've been getting caught up on Resident Evil because the RE2 remaster is coming out, or the remake is coming out. They just showed that off at E3, and it looks mm-hmm. unbelievable. Resident Evil 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I am super excited about what that game is. It's the first time I've been excited about a new game, really, in a while now. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. And Jesus, I, I have written... Of all the games that I've ever sort of like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an expert on X. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the... The most expert on a game. I could I could do a hundred shows on Resident Evil lore. Oh my god. <laughs> I have played those games so much and I've never completed a Resident Evil game. Wow. <laughs> okay. I have I have played them all inside and out. Uh, I love them. I love Resident Evil. And They've gone off the rails and they brought it back and they've done crazy things and they've tried to reboot it and then the movies are a whole other thing and then there's all the portable games like Gaiden and it's just like there's the Soul Survivor series there's the the gun series there's just like there's there's so many weird Resident Evil things uh, so trying to I actually have a document on my computer that is a massive it's just a text document but if I printed it, it'd be like a hundred pages and it's just like a the best I could do at putting everything in Resident Evil in chronological order. Uh, and now there's like wikis and stuff like that that exist for, for games like that. But yeah, I, I love Resident Evil. Uh, my brother doesn't like watching people play games, but he was riveted by when I played Resident Evil 1. He, he thinks that is one of the most 
entertaining games to watch. And conversely, I've never played a Metal Gear game, uh, and he, I watched him play all the way through Metal Gear Solid. He's so good. But yeah, so that's what... <laughs> the, 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 the TLDR is, there's a lot of games. <laughs> and a lot of cool movies and TV shows. Well, right, and that's like this whole other universe, right? We've, there have been so many... Science fiction is going through this crazy renaissance. Yeah. Uh, where we're getting movies we never thought were going to happen, like a Blade Runner sequel. Uh, and... TV shows out of nowhere like Westworld that are just insanely captivating. Uh, like the uh, we're we're not lacking for for content to fill this sort of like science fiction ish fantasy ish cyberpunk ish niche of the subculture. And then the superhero things is a total other universe. Oh my god! There's, the I mean, there's Marvel so many times ridiculous. when we've gotten, you know, in in the intros where we've had to rein it back because we start talking about things, and there's a lot of stuff we've never talked about. And again, that's not what the podcast was about then. But I guess that might be where we're headed, you know. And and we're still trying to figure out what we're how we would really put this in a format that it's not going to just feel like we're just rambling every episode. Um, and this one is just like to say, hey. We're still around. We're here. We're coming back. We're going to do stuff. Um, you know. Well, right. Well, here's, here's what our episode folder looks like. Uh, <laughs> Vault of Glass, which was episode 48. That was a while back. We never finished it. Uh, we have this, episode 59. And then this is, what, this is what the folder. These are all the shows that we've started production on and just sort of fell off a cliff with. Uh, Crucible Lore, part one and two. House of Wolves, part one. Uh, the Iron Banner recap, King's Fall Part 2, New Worlds, which is a Destiny 2 episode, The Cabal, uh, the Dark Souls episode, uh, an entire episode with The Fallen, an entire episode with the transmission event that happened in Destiny 1. Uh, and I'll tell you what, there's whenever... a Guardian Con recap. There's, I mean, there's all such... We, we plan, look at this. The special episode 01... The DGS ride along created September nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Oh no, that was whenever. No, it was way before that. That was when, whenever you cleaned up folders, I think, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Well, there's yeah. I mean, that was how long they've been sitting in, there, though. Because yeah. like, I, whenever they dropped all those skulls, our skulls. Oh my god, am I in Halo? Um, all the ghosts <laughs> in the Crucible, <laughs> and I remember drop you and I went in there and you showed me where some of them were and I think we might have even been streaming it yeah. at the time and uh, I'm like man we there's a lot of stuff here let's go through and I actually not being much of a note making guy um, pulled in all this info I pulled in so much information in these doc in this document for the crucible lore I'm like man this would be great I even talked to the crucible radio guys I'm like man this would be so much fun to like split it up and have you know Swain on for an episode and then bring in Bones and, and even Birds and, and have them, you know, talk about the Crucible and, and get them get their them to talk about it from a playing perspective of of like, you know, what's the ideal place to be and what, what you know, what kind of loadouts for this map and stuff like that. And then we would talk about the lore and they were all kind of on board for it. And then it just kind of fell flat at the time because other things popped up. 
and we're still sitting on this these gigantic documents for all these episodes yeah. that we never even touched. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we could go back and talk about, but then, like I said, we've already been kicked in the nuts over all this stuff already. <laughs> so it's like, do we want to go back and get kicked in the nuts every episode? Or like, remember this? Well, it doesn't really matter now. But so it's, it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow. Do we go back and even look at these, or do we just say, hey, you know what? Here's some notes we took. <laughs> Let's just post them out on Twitter for everybody to ingest. And right. Well, yeah. Well, I'm and, sure. And before, before that sounds like a like a possibility, I think the answer is probably we're not going to go back and make these episodes. No, probably not. Except maybe this Dark Souls episode. <laughs> yeah, because right. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. But that one was just made in June of 2018. I was I was working on that recently. So. Because I mean, we I remember I remember when Destiny Two launched and the Rift ability for Warlocks was shown off. We're like, oh my god, that that's we'll tie that back to the Crucible episode about Rift, the game mode, and because that was supposed to be a learning, a training exercise for Warlocks, and this is the result of the training exercise. Like, there, it, that that kind of stuff existed, but geez, it, I'd have to we'd have to sink like another eighty hours into fleshing out those Crucible episodes from the raw notes that we have. Uh, and that's not even the crucible anymore. <laughs> right. So, so. Yeah. Where did where did all the rift gone? <laughs> and at the end of the day, we're going to make episodes about the things that we are really wanting to talk about. So it's probably not going to be. Yeah. I don't. And none of us were big cru- <laughs> crucible players. I wasn't terrible. We'll get Mark. We weren't terrible. <laughs> we'll get Mark. No. I mean, I've I've seen you do really nasty things to people in the crucible, especially with that friggin' iron banner pulse rifle. What Nerwins. Nerwins, yeah. <laughs> that was Nerwins. I miss that, I miss that gun so much. Uh, no, we should get Merc on for that. He's got a lot of things to say about the Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, we'll still uh, talk about Destiny, maybe, and, like, the announcements and things <clears throat> and what what you've been doing well, this week. And, and we make, like I said, it's, it's always going to be on our radar. Right, and that's the thing that I've learned is that from the everything that we've created, if even if it was just that, we um, I I personally I'm never going to be able to escape destiny. <laughs> uh, it's it's just like <laughs> it's a stamp I have now on me. That's uh, literally what destiny is, though, so it's okay. But it's still a game that millions and millions and millions of people play, so it's gonna be like you cannot read about video games and not come across destiny or you cannot be looking up the news and, and come across destiny. It's still, it's still in the, the video game popular culture zeitgeist. It's, you know, and until it, until it dies, you know, whatever death it does at the hands of whatever other game Bungie is developing for 10 cent now. Uh, uh, yeah. Look forward to the hundred thousand dollar mobile version of destiny. if anybody out there wants to make a destiny podcast i've got a great idea for you just go to twitter follow all the destiny people and just go on your show and recap everything funny that was said on twitter that week <laughs> and that'll make it that'll you have a long show funny content and there you go recap for people who don't like twitter here, do you want to do you want to be involved in Destiny lore? Here's what you should do: start a live stream and just read our Discord live. <laughs> <laughs> Could we just like have have Discord open and just stream just that screen? Stream our Discord. I'm, I mean, 
once a week or so, we get into some crazy heavy conversation about you know me taking some defensive position, mostly about how Destiny Two has made Destiny One worse somehow, uh, and other people chiming in, and then folks piling on about what's happening currently in Destiny, what happened in Destiny, and we just go into some crazy long you know three hour discussion about the depths of some obscure piece of the lore. Uh, I mean, it, it still happens. It definitely still happens. I can't, I can't unlearn everything that I've, you know, studied about Destiny. So, and every once in a while, it just builds up in the back of my brain and fires out my fingertips into the Discord. Well, I had, I got con, I got, I, had, I saw someone, and and this is not. If you're listening to our podcast, still, uh, this person who you'll know who I'm talking about, um, ask for some help on a project, and I was like, oh, well, that sounds interesting. You know, it was in one of the lore channels in some Discord. And so I'm like, hey, what's this I hear about a lore project? Oh, and he sent me this link to this document, and it was this big, you know, document about the story of Destiny and and starting out back at the beginning at, at, at you know, Vanilla. And he was going to do a podcast or YouTube or a Twitch series or something and go through and explain everything from a lore perspective from, you know, the beginning of the game all the way through and how all this stuff connects. I'm thinking to myself... I've, I've heard of people doing that. You know, there, there's shows out there like that. I'm going to ask them. Gonna say, hey, you know what? If you ever need some... I told the guy, I said, wow, that sounds interesting, but, you know, I've, I've done that, and there's other people that do it, so I, I don't think I could do that again, you know, kind of thing. And said, if you need any research material, you should check out the podcast I was on, and there's some other ones too. And, and uh, he goes, oh, yeah, I listen to all those. Like, <laughs> I, I had trouble... Like picture, I immediately started picturing this caveman with a you know a wheelbarrow and this guy going, "Hey, I think I'm gonna make a wheel, but let me start from scratch. I don't know what round means, but I'm gonna start doing this thing that this guy already did, but I'm gonna try to do it too. I, I don't know. I was really thrown for a loop of why someone would do that after the game had been out as long as it's been and how many changes have went on and how difficult the writing's been lately and and again. Do it. I recommend it. It was the most fun I've had playing video games in my life is creating this podcast and helping to be part of it. So don't let me discourage you, but I just could not get my head around it. And there's a lot of people that are still doing that. There's new Destiny podcasts that are popping up still almost, it feels like daily. I find something new. I'm like, wow, they're liking this game or they just got into it and decided it'd be a great idea. But there's a lot of really popular Destiny podcasts already out there, and I think people are. It's hard to get started, and don't don't do it if it's for your for you want to be you you learn quick. Don't do anything to try to get noticed in in the Destiny community because there's a lot of people that go unnoticed, yeah. and we just got super lucky that we had a, a big following early on, and a lot of people are. But uh, it's it's a rough one. It's it's. It's tough to to do right now. Just casually scrolling through our Lord General channel on Discord, there's a huge conversation about the Black Garden. Uh, And then there's, we did an analysis of the topography of Mars (laughs) Uh, about Aldrin. And then we did, there was a whole conversation about uh, the echoes of Oryx, and then there was an entire conversation 
again about the Black Garden and the Vex and the Ascendant Realm uh, and how a bunch of that stuff doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then there was a conversation about Touch of Malice. <laughs> and then there was a conversation about, uh, let's see. Oh, we had that conversation about the whole, the blight thing aboard the immortal. Uh, we had that conversation. I, I asked, I was talking about the, uh, oh, what, what sea, the, what sea was that? The Caspian Sea? Because Ca- Caspian Caspian's sea. mentioned yeah. a couple well, times. And that whole conversation turned in, turned downright dirty for a little while, I thought. It was not dirty, but like, it, it got into some... <laughs> It, like dirty as in people were kind of at each other's throats for just a, a short while when people are talking about well it really it really changed into something strange yeah well the, the, we, then we had this conversation where we broke down the size of the Leviathan versus the dreadnought versus the size of Nessus versus Saturn's rings versus the Almighty. Where, like, people are, like, I had to, oh, we've never seen the Almighty next to Mercury. I'm like, oh, no, it's in that last cutscene. So we're pulling screen caps of the Almighty next to Mercury to calculate its size and weight. And, like, there, there's still conversations that are happening. Like, there was, yeah, the Caspian Sea. Well, a Caspian Sea conversation also turned into me <laughs> nitpicking about why is the Caspian Sea still called the Caspian Sea? But Fellwinter's Peak is Fellwinter's Peak. Like, you have one that is named after a contemporary in-game character and one that retained its name even after the collapse and the loss of most of human information. So it's like, why is one still what it was in, you know, in 2014? And why is one <laughs> completely brand new to the world of the future in Destiny? And then you'll also, every once in a while, you know, see salt and peppered in there, some, some gifts of, you know, Tables being flipped, or buildings, buildings, <laughs> buildings being blown <laughs> up, or you know, <laughs> random reactions to things, and it's it's great. Yeah, so I mean, the conversations still happen, but I feel like a lot of it now is more suited for exactly that. You know, it's like a it's like a brief conversation about a thing, rather than there's we just there's not a, you can't we can't build episodes about it. Like, I, I can't, we can't fire up the show and talk for two and a half hours about the difference in size between the Leviathan and the Dreadnought. We, we, well. we know how big they are. <laughs> I, I, I scrolled up too far because I ran into somebody saying when we get to the end of D3 and they linked a YouTube to the New Heart season finale. Yeah, well, no, because we were talking about the... <laughs> Because we're talking about the Vex simulation theory right. and that that <laughs> nothing has actually happened in uh. Destiny since the Guardians went into the Vault of Glass. They never came out. Man, I hope that's true. Everything that has happened in Destiny since the Vault of Glass has been a Vex simulation. And the more unexplained things that happen, the more story rewrites, the more retcons that happen, the more misinformation that comes out of the game, it just makes that theory stronger. <laughs> because it's all it can all be easily explained. It's all just a bad uh, dream. It's, it's yeah, it's just the vex changing things like in the matrix. So 
But yeah, that's that's the story so far. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, from from what we have heard, uh, there's like good news. The good news is that apparently Forsaken is going to be jammed full of written content that's available in the game. Uh, I think as Seth said on Twitter, uh, lore's back on the menu. Uh, <laughs> but we also know that they they are scrambling to retcon a bunch of stuff that happened in Warmind because Warmind was written by Vicarious Visions and not who by didn't Bungie. read so, anything from apparently two thousand fourteen till now. <laughs> <laughs> So there's like good and bad. Like so, it's that's cool. They're adding a bunch of quote unquote lore. Uh, here's what's not cool: the writing is in such chaos that they're retconning the last expansion. <laughs> like just that. So I mean, there's there's give and take. You know how we we always talked about like, you know, there'd be it'd be cool if there was this big whiteboard where all these ideas were like worked out and it's like all these threads connecting these things well whenever you would always say that i would think oh there's this whiteboard of all of the you know content creators and podcasts and stuff and and somewhere along the line we had they took their big fat red marker and just drew like a straight line right through ghost stories a destiny podcast well that just that just happened over <laughs> vicarious vision too like who are these guys i don't know write them on the board so we can write a line through their name <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of a bunch of a wall full of connected things, Gavel, how are you enjoying season one of True Detective? Oh, oh my you, God. This, yeah, I, I meant to ask that too. <sighs> did you finish it? I mean, yeah, I did. I did. Nice. And yeah, I think that Rust Cole is <laughs> fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, ah, he is. Yes. <laughs> oh, that show is so good. Yeah. Uh, you can skip season two. Uh. So, okay, is season two actually bad, or is season two just there's not a character that's as engaging as he was, so everybody was disappointed because they wanted to know what the next version... Because it was always supposed to be an anthology series, right? Like, right, but it's not anthology. It's anthology where it's like these vignettes of interconnected storytelling, but where season one was like right on the border of like mm-hmm. Lovecrafty and horror mixed in with a detective story, you know, <laughs> right. uh, season two is zero of that season two okay. is like bad people doing bad things in industrial California in whatever the nineties. Uh, there's no, huh. there, there's very, there's no engaging mystery surrounding uh, season two, like there was. It's like Home one. Alone one, okay. and then watching Home Alone two. <laughs> well, maybe season three will be better. Yeah, well, Home if, Alone three. Isn't that guy's con- that guy's? <laughs> <laughs> X Ray knows all this because he just played the NES versions of all three of those. <laughs> I mean, those are that's the best source of. <laughs> it was Home the exact three. same game. All three were the exact same game, but they just changed the background. One was like at his house. The other one was at his city. <laughs> And then the third one, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, so it's like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, which are just the same game. But Shadows Die Twice is going to be different. Yeah. What's the, uh, is that, is that the I ninja mean, one? By virtue of the fact that you can jump. What's the, is that, is, 
You can jump and... Well, you can fire a little grappling hook, can't you? No, I think you can jump in Shadows Die Twice. You probably can. It looks cool, it's just not a Souls game, which is fine. Like, not every game has to be. I know, From Software is devious. They're, they're going to do something. No matter what we know now about that game, it's gonna, people are going to play it and be like, I was not expecting this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully... Yeah, the, those games, like, the best time for those games is, like, the first month after they come out because the whole community is just trying to figure out what in the hell is going on. <laughs> and it's like... Because you go back and, and if you run through them, um, like, for the first time with somebody that knows them inside and out, you, you just you just play these games and you're like, how did anyone figure out <laughs> that you had to find this item in this corner of hell and, like, equip it at exactly this moment... And that would cause this one thing to happen. It's like, oh my gosh. I love it. Well, here's it. something I haven't got to ask you guys since you, we were bringing up new games, I guess. Are either of you going to play Fallout with me? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. 76? Oh, yeah, I'm for excited sure. about that. Did you say no? No. Why am I going to play? I played mm-hmm. my my Fallout 3 story. So I've I've never played. So oh my gosh. Are you about go. to say something bad about Fallout 3? Oh no! I loved it. I absolutely okay. Uh, cool. No, I've I've never played any Skyrim game or Elder. I've never played any Elder Scrolls game. Skyrim is part of the Elder Scrolls. I've never played any Elder Scrolls game. I've never been into that. I don't like first person games. Uh, but Fallout Three, you could play in third person, mm-hmm. and Fallout Three is a game that if you are like an OCD, meticulous nitpicker like I am, the game caters to you. Uh, it allows you to collect every single frigging bottle cap in the world and stick it in a shopping cart and, and hide it away from everybody. Uh, or in my case, where in games where I'm, I've been trained by Resident Evil to view bullets as gold. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You can use bullets as money in the game, yeah. Here's here's how my Fallout 3 experience... So it started off like, yeah, I'm running around and I'm doing stuff and I'm shooting things and this is fun. Here's what it turned into. I got the Chinese stealth suit from the expansion. I got the Lincoln repeater. I would go to a hill and be invisible. I would save my game. I would VATS fire a shot. And if I didn't get a one-hit kill, I would reload my game. Oh, <laughs> my I, gosh. Because I didn't want to waste the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time That's I finished amazing. Fallout 3 there was something like 1200 save states uh, and my girlfriend at the time was like I can't watch you play this this is the most because all it is is shoot did it kill yes like a like a little tree yes <laughs> continue game no reload save state <laughs> and that's what I did but I loved it. It was it was super fun for me. I loved being able to just like invisibly murder anything from a hundred yards away with the Lincoln Repeater. Uh, but the game let me do it. Right? The game never told me you are playing this game like an asshole. It just said, "No, please keep enjoying the game, playing it the way you want to." Uh, you asshole. Right. <laughs> uh. So no, I lo- I had a. An amazing experience with Fallout 3. Absolutely have loved Fallout 3. Except for that one time where I hadn't saved in like three hours and then got stuck in a pipe. And had to restart and lost three hours of progress. Yuck. That made me sad. It made me sad. 
But I understood Fallout was a big glitchy game, right? Like I played it on Xbox 360, so it was just like a big mess of a game. But no, I know I loved. But I've I've I'm not tied into like I don't feel any personal attachment to Fallout. I just had this singular experience with Fallout Three that was positive. But I've never felt compelled to like play Fallout Four or go play Morrowind or go play Skyrim or go play anything. See, like I that. see, and I'm I'm kind of almost the opposite because not opposite, but I enjoyed playing the Fallout games. But when they talked about seventy six. I really liked playing Rust and Daisy and kind of that that big, you know, open world kind of game with friends. And uh, and when they talked about how seventy six was going to work, it drew me in, and I'm like, okay, that's that's my thing because I really lo- I've always loved, and I think a lot of what draws people into to Fallout is just <clears throat> kind of that. I don't know. It's just that that feeling it gives the whole the whole vibe the the uh, just the the way everything's created in the world that the that's that it's set in. Uh, so that along with you know a Rust and and Daisy kind of style game is something I've always kind of wanted, and, and to be on a console would be great because I haven't played. I don't play on PC much anymore. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I want to play it, and hopefully, I'll find people to play with. Well, I mean, if it's if you guys play it, love it. I'll you know, I'll, t- I'll take a crack at it. Neither, I can't get either of you guys in a monster hunter, but what is where's yeah, Kava? Where's your description here of monster hunter? Oh, yeah, monster hunter somewhere. makes me feel, feel like I just got out of bed and haven't quite remembered how to use my arms and legs work. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I'm fighting a giant dinosaur. See, and my problem is, you know, I played I played <laughs> a little bit when it came out. And then I didn't for a while, and then you and uh, and Neon were on. I'm like, oh, I'll jump on and play with them. And you guys are so far ahead of me and know so much, and I just felt like a complete imbecile out there. And I'm just, I, I well, but Mon- Monster Hunter is very Japanese in the regard where it tells you nothing and it gives you the world's most complicated control scheme, mm. where it's like every <laughs> single possible combination of how your fingers can move on a controller and even some that don't naturally go that way anyway do something. And like context changes like, oh, the A button always goes forward except for when you open this menu and then the A button goes back. But that makes sense to us. So that's what it's going to be. Like the the learning curve for Monster Hunters crazy high just because of how they don't care like it's a it's based on the old monster hunter games and it's very very japanese it's a very capcom game they're like too bad <laughs> like figure it out or don't yeah see yeah i think my problem with it was mainly that i tried to approach it like a souls game because it's not terribly dissimilar but it's also way different enough that it just meant all i did was die yeah oh yeah seen and then after yeah. that uh PlayStation Plus had heart, uh, Heavy Rain for free, and I played that back in the day on PS3. I'm like, I'm going to download that. And I had so much fun just running around smashing the X button going, Jason! Jason! <laughs> Jason! Jason! <laughs> Jason! That's, Don't yeah. run away. You've, you want a balloon? Okay. Good that- and then he fucking runs away again. Jason! 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 And I mean, that was great. That was great to me. I was having so much fun. 
pressing X to Jason. So. <laughs> Good. That totally reminds me that we didn't even talk at all about God of War. Or, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. AKA Gabble Ratchet the Game. Oh, so good. Oh. I need to finish that one For too. anybody listening and has never seen a picture of Gabble Ratchet, just imagine Kratos and that's exactly what he looks like. Like to the point that I was playing that game and my seven-year-old was at my house watching me play this game and he was like, Dad, why does the character look like you? And I was like, I don't I'm know. So, we need to get. And an then iPhone. he's like, "And why does that little boy look like me?" Because he's like, it, "It's it's." Cre- I have a picture of him next to a picture of uh, what's his yeah. name, Atreus, mm-hmm. and it's like, I should really. We 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 just need to make these. We need to make these costumes and just go cosplay yes. around the world. And just do it. Really awesome. What costumes? What do you need costumes for? Just go. <laughs> it's my day off. I'm wearing my sunglasses. Wear normal clothes. In my Vans. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> With just Egg, carrying an, an axe. axe, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. That game, though, that game is remarkably oh, yeah. good. And you know what? I didn't. I I knew about. I played that game a lot, and didn't realize how much I appreciated the fact that the camera never stopped. There were never. There was never a point where you know oh, I, yeah. that whole that whole deal where you know it. It didn't go to a cutscene, and the screen never went black, and it never felt like it was loading. Never it was very black, yeah. fluid and continuous the entire time, and yeah, I knew that happened, and I knew I liked what I was seeing, but I didn't realize how much <laughs> until I played another game, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this just gave me such a deeper appreciation for what they did in in God of War. It was so much more immersive, I guess, maybe, or I, I don't know what it was, but gosh, it, it just, it drew me in, and I, and like I said, it was, it's the most amazing, it's one of the most amazing parts of the game to me now, is the yeah. fact that it there's just, um nice. There was a really great video that I think was produced by Polygon, where they talked to uh, the developers about why the axe just feels so damn good, like why it feels like when it hits things it's really hitting them and they go through how they uh removed frames from like the animation and they caused it to like feel like it's sticking in things and it's it's a really cool video and it's true like no other game really captures the way that it just feels like you're beating the shit out of things with that axe it's awesome i'll I'll put that video in the show notes that video is really good do you real you realize in the time since we made the last show Gabble that you played a crap load of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I do realize that, yes. <laughs> and I'm still, pl- I'm that still game, playing. That, that is game. the game that keeps on giving. It's the stuff like the the YouTube videos of crazy things that people <laughs> figure out how to do in Breath of the Wild. It, uh, it blows my mind. Like, once a week, it's just like, here's an amazing new thing somebody did in Breath of the Wild. Like, what? That, yeah, I remember watching people play and just think, this is unbelievable. Like, what a playground to have. And they had the, the motorcycle. The, <laughs> and yeah. now, now Link, Breath of the Wild Link on that motorcycle, isn't that being ported over to Mario Kart on Switch? I mean, I hope so. I think that was one of the announcements they just made. 
So Breath of the Wild fans. Uh, yeah, again, so there was so so many good games have happened <laughs> since the last time we made a show. So I've uh, that if you're I've completely dedicated my Breath of the Wild play to our trips down to Lake of the Ozarks, which happen pretty often. So that's mm. my that's my portable game of choice. Is I'll I'll play nice. that in the car on the way there if I'm not driving and at the lake in the evenings and stuff. <laughs> you know if if everybody's watching a movie or, or something, I'll I'll fire that up and just play that. So I'm going through it slowly, but man, it's so great. Every time I pick it up, I'm like, oh, this just is so much fun. I've been really. T- I don't have a switch, but I've been really tempted to get one. Oh recently. man, just if you're. If you're interested in Breath of the Wild, it's worth it for that, and it's worth it for Mario Odyssey, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Odyssey. Those two is games so good. alone, I mean, just it's like back in the day, you know, Nintendo had they only they really only needed like a handful of games to to really shine, and those two right out of the box are just like, oh, yeah. just so good. God, so good. Speaking of Odyssey. We're getting new Assassin's Creed, and Assassin's Creed Origins came out since the last time we made a show, and that game was incredibly good. Uh, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, it was way back, I think I've told this story before, where for a while, back in like 2011-ish? No, earlier than that, 2008 or nine, Even before that, 2000. Anyway, uh, since the NA launch of Final Fantasy XI, that was, I got really, really, I went from Fantasy Star Online to Final Fantasy XI, and then for a while, all I played was Final Fantasy XI on PC. I, like, abandoned my console roots and just was all about, like, I lived, (laughs) ate, and breathed Final Fantasy XI. Uh, And the game that got me back to consoles really was the first Assassin's Creed game. I absolutely fell in love with that game, and it broke this this PC grip that Final Fantasy had on me. Uh, Assassin's Creed did that, and ever since I've been a incredible, like a huge, huge, huge Assassin's Creed fan. I remember sitting in a Starbucks in Las Vegas reading Game Informer that had the first announcement of Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> and I'd be like, you can swim now. Oh my God, it's a revelation. <laughs> That was a big deal, because Altair, the second you touch water, the guy instantly died, but Ezio could somehow swim with 95,000 pounds of armor on. But, yeah, so watching the evolution of Assassin's Creed and then Origins and how that changed things up and made it much more sort of like role-playing game-ish, and it looks like Odyssey's looking to continue that trend. But all I can ever picture now is an assassin wearing Mario's, <coughs> Mario's hat. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Jeez, so many. What other? What other good games? Oh, I was just at an. I was just at an IM eight bit launch for Octopath Traveler here in Los Angeles. That was really fun. Uh, and I ended up walking away with Hyper Light Drifter artwork. But uh, yeah, I actually won a copy of the game while I was there. So it was really cool to see that game. That game is gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, big huge event at there's a so I am eight bit is a video game art gallery here in Los Angeles, and every once in a while they do launch events, and that was one of them. So I got invited to that, and uh, it was pretty cool. So yeah, there's there's a bevy 
that I think that game more than anything made me want to get a Switch. I'm like, oh man, I get like an old school Final Fantasy style role playing game, and I can just take it with me wherever I go on my Switch. I would never get anything done at work. <laughs> <laughs> I would just have the Switch with me in my office. Also, Sherb has been she's 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 not on this show. I don't even know if she knows that we're recording right now, probably not. Uh she's here in California right now though. We've hung out a bunch of times. I think I have now spent more time hanging out with Sherb than any of us have spent hanging out with anybody else. So especially Gabble, who I've never hung out with. I know. Texas is neat. So I hear. <laughs> I've been to Union, Missouri, but I've never been to... Yeah, he stopped by my house on his drive through. <laughs> it was awesome. Spent the... Oh, right. That's right. That The drive I did across that happened. the country. Yeah, <laughs> I stopped in. I stopped... Yeah, that happened. I met X-Ray, yeah. everyone. <laughs> I hung out with this awesome family. I didn't get to ride a motorcycle down the stairs, though. I wish I had. You definitely <laughs> should have. <laughs> yeah. But you got to hang out with the kids and meet them, and that was fun. Yeah, it was super And uh, cool. we... You and I played... Uh, Cuphead. You would never oh, yeah. play that. Oh, we played nice. like a couple levels of Cuphead, and that was that was fun. That game's that, game that game is, awesome. is so yes. so rough. It's it's a tough one. Although, hey, go 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 look up the games done quick channel. I don't want to watch. Uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, and watch the guy speed run it. I think it's the Mexican runner. I think that's his name. Jeez, uh, he is so good. He he, and he said during his music, he normally only he's the guy who beat Battletoads, uh, but he said he normally only does old school like eight and sixteen bit games yeah. like that. But Cuphead just grabbed him with how the art style and the way the game plays and how it's such an amazing it's callback great, that uh, he got really everything good about that game. that game. Just it just feels good. You know what I mean? It's it's so cool to me. Um, Oh, uh, I know you didn't. Me and Gabble played this a little bit, I think. Uh, oh, what was the the pirate the pirate game that came out? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Oh, that was yeah, fun. I enjoyed that for a little while. It was it was worth worth playing, in my opinion. Yeah, and now a bunch of the cool functionality from that is being added to Warframe. <laughs> so <laughs> you can cooperatively pilot a spaceship and attack a bigger spaceship. Uh. That's awesome. Back on the Dark Souls thing, they released God, the original Dark crazy, Souls man. remastered on, yeah, oh, in lots man, of places. I've, uh, I, yeah, I've done three playthroughs of Dark Souls. They still, they still haven't released it on Switch though yet, have they? No, that is still. Which is also um, when they're not going to release the uh, your your. Uh, uh, oh, your your guy, your knight, amiibo. Praise the sun. Oh, yeah. yeah Solaire? Solaire? There's no Solaire amiibo? It, well, because it's supposed to come yeah, out with the game. And so they're not releasing that until the oh. game gets launched or released. Uh, so I've, I've asked a couple people about that. Um, so if anyone gets one of those, Gabble wants that so bad. Yeah, Seriously. good luck. That Those are going to be on eBay the next day for $45,000. Hey, I've got a sweeper bot. Pop, if anybody wants one of those. Sweeper. Oh. I thought you were going to say a sweeper bot no, Amiibo. The Pop like, Funko what? things. Oh, that's what you meant. I saw you say you got a sweeper bot the other day. I thought you got like a. Yeah, Roomba no, no, no. <laughs> okay. 
No, I got the I got what? the Funko Pop that was the uh, the Comic Con one. I completely didn't understand that statement, so I just didn't no one respond did. No one it. did at all. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm kind of excited cares. about it. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, I have the two Bayonetta amiibos. I have no Switch and no Wii U, but. Well, yeah, and that that was something that's come out. That came out. Uh, they remastered both of those for the Switch, right? Being at a yep. one and two. Well, I mean, Nintendo basically funded the production of the second one, and there's a third one coming too. I'm a huge Bayonetta fan. Oh, there's a new There's a new Devil May Cry yeah. coming out, and it's it's not the garbage Devil May Cry. It's a real Devil May Cry with Dante and Nero and the and Virgil and the real characters. <laughs> not the DMC characters. Yeah, not that garbage DMC. Which I I hear is mechanically is good, but every other part of it is awful. Uh, but I'll just go I'll just go play Double May Cry. 4. Super Smash Brothers is going to be out this fall. Oh yeah, the uh-huh. new Smash. Smash Brothers Ultimate or whatever it's called. Um, How much more Ultimate can it be? They're, they're putting a lot of a lot of people <laughs> in it, a lot of characters. I, I mean, I have the soundtrack for Melee, which is great. It's like 16 tracks. It's wonderful. I have the soundtrack for Brawl, and it's like 400 tracks. The Super Smash Brothers Brawl, whether you love it or hate it, is like a living archive of Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, much, how much more is there? What, what are you going to put into Ultimate? Like, I mean, other than... What Ridley is a playable character now? But, <laughs> Jesus, there's only so much. I mean, it's gonna have. I'm, here's what's gonna happen: is it's gonna have an emulator in it that has every Nintendo game ever released at playable or something. <laughs> well, if you if. Oh uh, yeah! If if all eight people pick the Animal Crossing dude at the same time, <laughs> pick Villager, and then they all get the final Smash Ball at the same time, it creates a mini Nintendo on your console, and you can play any Nintendo game ever. If anybody out there has a Switch or is going to get one and you think you'll have the opportunity to play with, have four people in your house to play at the same time, get overcooked so that there will be... Oh, overcooked is so that there will be a real-life fight in your room, in your house. Because <laughs> that's all that do, it does at my house, man, when we play. Cut those damn onions faster! <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! That game. But the reason I said that is because Overcooked Two's coming out, and uh, they got oh, a second nice. one coming out. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that game is is hilariously fun, and it's it's a good time. It's tough to do solo because you've got to control, you know, multiple cooks and switch back and forth, and you can have them doing one of their animated things. So you can have one go over and start chopping something, chopping food up. And then switch the other character real quick and run around while that one continues to chop. So that's kind of nice. But it's tough. It's a tough game, but it's fun. And with a lot of people, especially, you know, it's hilarious to stop for a second. If you do that, stop for a second while everyone's busy doing stuff in the kitchen on the game. And just look at everyone holding these tiny little controllers and looking so, I mean, everyone is so determined and everyone is so focused and trying to get this stuff done. And you can see when people get mad, it's the best thing to be an observer of the people playing that game too. Oh man, it's great. That'd make a great, that'd make a great stream. Uh, they're probably out there, but to watch people play that game with four people in the same room is, is gotta be, be a great idea for something. 
when I was living in Oakland, my, my girlfriend and I were on the hunt for co-op games because what ended up happening was we were fighting over... Because my Xbox was pretty much only for Destiny and then we would fight over the PS4 <laughs> because she played... I think she played three complete walk playthroughs of The Witcher 3 and all the expansions. Jeez. Uh, she, yeah, she... That's a lot of time. That's a lot of The Witcher. And... On PS4, I was playing a lot of Diablo, and for some reason, she would not play Diablo 3 with me. Uh, and what else? I was playing Absolver, which I really liked, and she didn't want to play Absolver. So That's like, free right now. Should I get it? I loved it. It's it's very much like, like an old kung fu movie, like wandering the countryside and just okay. picking fights with kung fu masters. And they're adding Jeet Kune Do, which is incredible. Bruce Lee's fighting styles being added to the game. So that's awesome. Uh, but we're looking for, for co-op games to play. And Overcooked was one of the ones we ended up buying and just, like, screaming at each other I'm on the couch you, man, it's while so, we played so it. so good. So funny. <laughs> can, you play, can you play on Overcooked, like, online? Or is it I, all local? I think Switch? it's all local. I don't know, though. The check maybe yeah super fun. Wonder if I wonder if they've added that online. I mean, maybe they've added, added online play to to two. I don't know. Oh, and then she started playing Gwent afterwards. Uh, when the Gwent beta was live, she she was super into Gwent. She was really good at it. So yeah, so then I would I would have to sulk. I'd like sulk and go away. I didn't, excuse me, I didn't even want to be playing Destiny. I was like, well, I have nothing else. Like, the PS4 is going to be The Witcher for the next nine hours. I guess I'll go play There Destiny. you go. Overcooked 2 is going to be serving <laughs> online multiplayer. So nice. Serving. Somebody wrote that press release. <laughs> yeah. <world>. Somebody over <laughs> at rockpapersshotgun.com made that one. Oh, they're always writing yeah. snarky stuff. But yeah, yeah, online multiplayer sport, that's going to be crazy. Now you can sit there and yell at your friends on a headset. Why aren't you dropping that onion? <laughs> flip, flip the damn burner. That's burning. Don't just, don't just spin there, around with the damn... <laughs> <laughs> Why are there no clean plates? That's what my kids do is they think the fire extinguisher is hilarious. They'll grab it and hold it down and just spin <laughs> around in a circle. It's like, thanks for helping. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're running the entire right. Yeah, yourself. yeah. It's pretty much like my house. <laughs> <laughs> you need dishes done? Oh, don't worry, I'll do it. You need food? Okay, I'll cook that too. Kids are worthless. <laughs> <laughs> what if they ever? So, all right. Well, I mean, we're we're closing in on a couple hours here, but I've had fun. Yeah, we somehow managed to talk for two yeah, hours. Yeah, and everything. I mean, I. <laughs> We're the we, okay. We used to be the NPR of podcasts. Well, even though NPR is a po- has a podcast, the NPR of Destiny podcast. Now we're gonna be the uh, like the Seinfeld, the jackass, the, the of Seinfeld, podcast. the show, the, the podcast about nothing. <laughs> Seinfeld of Destiny podcast. I'll yeah. take it. It's not even about Destiny. I don't know. It's crazy. So, well, here is it's the, the whose line is it anyway of. Oh yeah, <laughs> and now 
but now, like, again, so let's bring it back to Destiny. Here's, and I've been realizing this over the past month or so, is like, as I try to continuously divorce myself from being involved in it, uh, <laughs> and, but like every, every day, right, somebody is asking me, hey, when's DGS coming back? Or they're asking me questions on Twitter about, hey, oh, what did you think about this thing that was just found in the game? Or what did you, like, what do you think, of, why do you think this happened? Or Like, we're, we are still... We're still a source for people uh, seeking knowledge about the game, and we still have connections. Oh, by the way, now that Nathan Fillion apparently is no longer involved in Destiny, can we get him on the show? Uh, <laughs> so get on it. Just in, if you didn't, Nolan North is now the voice of Cade Six, and he's replacing Nathan Fillion because Nathan Fillion was. Busy making a mini movie about being Nathan Drake, who was voiced by Nolan North. I think that's right. The world is a (laughs) weird place. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But yeah, let's 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 get him on. We'll see what his experience was. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. That's that's X-rays department. Yeah, we we're not. I don't Uh, think we're relevant (laughs) enough to get anyone on as a guest anymore. We'll it, we're just talking about like Firefly. I said, it, it probably it'll probably Hell be yeah. you know the conversation about his experience would most likely be similar to what you know who was it? Lenny James said he goes they just oh, called right, me Windex. I said a bunch of words I don't know what they were for and then I left <laughs> I mean I think that's that's what a lot of the vo- voice actors and and people sound like I mean they don't play it sounds like most of them don't play the game. They don't really know what's going on in the game, which is probably for the better because they don't want them knowing the whole story and leaking it out or, or whatever. Um, but you know they've got so much, so many other irons in the fire, so to speak. You would, you know they're not just. I would hope that that they're not sitting around waiting for Bungie to call them. Okay, we got more lines for you. All right, I'll be right there. You know, <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like okay, here's a job. Go in, say these things, and leave. And and that's kind of the gist of it you know maybe do some mocap if that their character calls for it or whatever but but i can't imagine that that you know it definitely didn't doesn't run their lives so no although all that reminded me was when we were talking about voice actors and then nolan north and i'm like oh man in thor ragnarok there was giant peter dinklage (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was (laughs) oh not in ragnarok infinity Infinity war i'm sorry Yes, there was. And I see so many people say they That's should awesome. cut that part out. You need to just cut him out. That was the what? worst part of the movie. But I'm like... The Star Forge? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I know, me? right? That's what I thought. I was like, um, who are you? And why do you think you have an opinion about this thing? I, I've got to say, it, sorry to, to break from Destiny again. I went back and I saw Infinity War like, uh, like a week and a half ago just because it was playing still in the theater. And I was bored on a Sunday afternoon, so I went and watched it. Uh, geez, at the end in Wakanda where Thor shows up and just wrecks shop. Uh, man, I, I, even seeing it for the third or fourth time, I still get so excited like a, like a little kid, like, oh my God, just Thor, he's awesome. And he just like, it destroys everything. Uh, it's just such an awesome scene and it, it makes you feel oh, sweet. It captures what it's like to be a fan 
of of Marvel Comics growing up. Is there there were so many awesome. great moments. Well, the digital release is next week, so of Infinity War. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! July thirty first on digital, August fourteenth on disc. Great. Maybe we'll get the Snyder cut. <laughs> there were so many great moments in that of movie. Of Infinity though. War. I mean, yeah. I still. <laughs> I still crack up thinking about him getting that eyeball. No, what an amazing reference back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh no. There's another hour of of discussion if we actually get into Guardians if, of the Galaxy right now after everything that just happened. Oh jeez, yeah. No, man. <sighs> we'll save that. Let's save that yeah, one. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> We'll say that for the Infinity War. Warlord. Or lore lord. <laughs> Infinity lore? Infinity, Infinity lore. I'll reach out to Ron uh. Lim. Uh, I've, had a, I've had a couple conversations in the past with Ron Lim, because uh, I've met him at a couple of conventions, the artist for the original run on Infinity Gauntlet. The guy's oh, wow. art, that guy's artwork really helped define like the look for Thanos and Silver Surfer and a bunch of the, Adam Warlock and a bunch of those characters. He's a really cool guy. Uh yeah, I'd love to talk to him about what he thought about Infinity War. And no Silver Surfer. <laughs> Damn it. Yet. Yet. Good Good point. Yet. What, what were we just talking about the other day? Oh, we're yeah. talking about fa- people who have played Human Torture who have gone on to do better things. Because <laughs> uh, we're, we're having a debate in the, in the Discord about who the best Chris was. <laughs> 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 There's only one Chris. Right. Uh, Wait, which one? Uh, there this is, is kind of how the there's, conversation no, went. There's only, there's only there one is. Chris. Wait, which one? Pine or? <laughs> no, Pine. Well, Pine's a good dude. He just hasn't had a shot in the MCU yet. Uh, everybody, I'm, I'm sorry for anybody listening. Chris Evans is the superior Chris. Uh, <laughs> followed closely by Hemsworth. I was going to say, I think Hemsworth is the superior Chris, but. Really? Oh, um. It's that's kind of a toss. I just think Chris Evans such a cool dude, just in general, like in his real life, he just does awesome stuff. He's a awesome guy. Uh, he's so good as Captain America. But we're like, he, like he was because you had mentioned Gab, but you were like, oh, do, if the Fantastic Four gets introduced, are we going to have like what is it, like CGI Chris Evans Human Torch meets Chris Evans Captain America? Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just knowing uh, like they would have to do some kind of like winking like acknowledgement of right. the fact that Chris Evans as Captain America might be talking to somebody else as a character once played by Chris Evans. But then in the Fantastic Four reboot, the horrible one by the guy who directed Chronicle, uh, Michael B. Oh, Jordan. Yeah, Michael was, B. Jordan. <laughs> and then he went on to be Killmonger. It's like the greatest villain the MCU's ever had. So it's like... <laughs> It's yeah. Somebody needs to write an essay. It's like the Human Torch is a launch pad for better characters. Well, since we we did gloss over this for everyone who's wondering, it's Hemsworth, Evans, Pratt, Pine. That wasn't no. That was not my order. My order. That was, was my order. My was order my was order. was Evans, Hemsworth, Pine, Pratt. I'm done. I mean, <laughs> I like. <laughs> I love Chris Pratt. He's a great guy, but he's no he's not a stranger to controversy where Chris Pine just seems to be a genuinely good dude. Although, uh, oh man, that's tough though. If you if you're taking community into account, then Pratt is superior to Pine. <laughs> Pine who has done nothing 
other than being like Captain Kirk. Uh, and, and that dude from and, Wonder Woman. And that Woman. dude from Wonder Woman. <laughs> he was also a captain, right? Steven, Steve Trevor. Captain Steve Trevor. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but no, Evans, Evans is the superior. Sorry. <laughs> Hemsworth is really good too, though. It's tough. Yeah, it's that's tough. That's like a that's like a not that's like a, a scenario where like somebody gives a nine and then somebody's a nine point five and doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> like they're you're arbitrarily half a point better than this other thing. <laughs> At least we didn't get you started on why the word lore is a terrible word. No, oh, no, no, you just did it. Look, we've already had a twenty minute <laughs> wrap up. <laughs> In true DGS fashion. We've already lost half the listeners the, anyway, so at least. Yeah. The, the, short, the short story there is that lore as a word in the video game community has become like a catch-all marketing term for anything that has to do with story or narrative or everybody. Like, you can watch any game on Twitch, you can watch any game on YouTube and be, oh well, what's the lore of this? What's the lore? Of this? And it's just like it doesn't, it doesn't. That's not what the word is, but it's just become it's become the de facto word for explanation of why something occurs in a video game. Uh, so it doesn't mean anything anymore to say, oh yeah, like there's going to be a ton of lore. Quote unquote. It's like that's there's going to be a ton well, of story and. There's going to be a big narrative. This, you, you can't just be like, here's a ton of lore. It's, I mean, that's not... You, you don't write lore yesterday and then say, hey, look, here's all this lore I have. It's like, I mean, you, I say you don't say it. That's what people do. <laughs> uh, like, I, w- I was watching some Games Done Quick thing, and somebody's like, oh, yeah, what's the lore of... It was like Bionic Commando's bionic arm it's like it's it's a plot point it's not there's not some like deep tangled uh, arcane ancient history of the the bionic arm (laughs) it's just a it's a mechanic for the game uh but but that's what that word has become a catch-all so it's it's lost value uh in doing so so that's that's my issue there. Right right now, anything is lore. Like we could do a lore show about the lore of DGS. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, hey, we all we met on Reddit and then collected a bunch of people together and decided to make a podcast. This is the lore of the lore show. It's like, it's, it's, come on. I like that little nineteen fifties announcer vibe you threw in there. <laughs> <laughs> really sold it for me. I'm ready to listen to that yeah. show. There we go. I hope the outro music has been playing for the last 20 minutes. I hope the outro music is the theme to Rocketeer. Ooh. Man, I gotta find that. I can't even yeah, recall I what that sounds like. <laughs> but I'm gonna find out as soon as this is done. I'm looking it up. Either that or the shadow. Man, I went back and rewatched The Shadow just recently. Oh. Uh, what evil lurks in the Larks? 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 Wow. <laughs> what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Well, it has one of my favorite lines. Ever the, the conversation with uh, Lamont and Margot when she wakes up, she's like, "Oh, I was having the most fabulous dream. I was at the beach and uh, the sand was warm and the the ocean was washing up over my toes." 
what did you dream about? And he just looks her right in the face and goes, I had a dream I tore off my face and I was somebody else underneath. It's <laughs> like some of the, and there's the great go between, between Shuan Khan and Lamont Cranston when they first meet. And Shuan Khan is asking him where he gets his ties. Uh, and it ends with Cranston feeling, you, sir, are a barbarian. It's just like, <laughs> it's just, it's so good. There's so much good stuff uh, in that movie. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to watch an, an awesome old superhero flick. Yeah. That was a good one. God, and I watched it because when Adam West died, I went back and I watched the Grey Ghost episode of Batman oh, the Animated man. Series oh. uh, where he plays that character. Uh, and just recently, I've been I've been catching up. I've been rewatching all of Batman the Animated Series because it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch all of Batman, and that's really good. And just recently, Mondo did a whole poster run of uh, specialized poster art for all the episodes of Batman the Animated Series, and I own two of those. I have the Clock King one, which is one of my favorite episodes, uh, and I have the His Silicon Soul, which was the sequel to the Hardak episodes with the uh, yeah, yeah. the Android Batman, which is That's such a good episode. Cool. Is that the one where he like breaks down because he thinks he killed real Batman? Yeah, at the very end. Yeah. Batman Man. tricks him into thinking that he killed him and because it was programmed oh. so spoilers. well. Yeah. Spoilers everyone. Spoilers spoilers for the nineteen ninety two episode of Batman <laughs> the Animated Series. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to watch an amazing episode of Batman the Animatrix, go fire up uh, his Silicon Soul. That episode's incredible. That one. The Grey Ghost episode is heartbreaking, now, especially now that, that Adam West is dead. But he plays the voice of a, a washed-up superhero actor that inspired Batman when he was a kid. It's an amazing episode. And then we can all think about the fact that the movie, The Dark Knight, came out ten years ago. So that means we're all old. It's getting re-released in theaters. Just having like a special one week run, at, at, in like in like Toronto, New York, and Los Angeles, I think. So never Union, Missouri. Yeah, I live in one of those. Yeah, well, I live in Los Angeles. I'll go see it. Whatever. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Well, we got one more thing before we go. Stream hot it. take. Well, not hot take, but but opinions. Shazam. No. No. Nah. Nah. Has there been a good DC movie yet? Well, we just got, what, the Aquaman trailer and the the Shazam trailer? I don't know. Was Wonder, I mean, was Wonder so Woman I, that I take bad? It back. Wonder Woman was really good until the last 10 minutes, and then it was really Wait, was? dumb. Wait, is it Wonder, Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman? Yeah. yeah. Be, you could tell. You could tell uh, every single scene that Patty Jenkins directed – and then you can see where Zack Snyder got involved. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, the- this got stupid. Okay. So I, I just, I don't know. I mean, Shazam, that's such a weird character anyway. I don't know. But because DC, DC is struggling to have any kind of laughable content. Like, we've talked about this before. Marvel's so good about injecting <laughs> humor into their movies. Yeah. And DC By making is like- every hero a, a comedian. <laughs> the ultimate grimdark uh <laughs> Of the Zack Snyder verse, mm-hmm. so they need something. 
Uh, but yeah, the ten, man, ten year anniversary of the Dark Knight. Is uh, man, I so wanted to just say, well, what do you think Guardians Three will look like then? <laughs> without that humor, <laughs> what do you think any Guardians movie would look like without <laughs> that humor? It'd be uh, it'd be interesting. But we're at two hours. Uh, okay, I'm gonna leave you with my favorite, one of my favorite things from the Dark Knight. Uh, the dinner scene where Harvey Dent meets Bruce Wayne for the first time. Watch that scene. Harvey Dent has two drinks. As like a as a foreshadowing. It's an awesome little detail, that movie. Huh. That's cool. So All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess if you hung out with us long enough to make it this far thank you for listening and uh hope you come back and tweet us a picture of a banana if you made it this far so we know you made it i thought you didn't like bananas i don't but i thought it was hammocks um okay there you go if you made it this far tweet at dgo stories a picture of banana hammocks i was kidding no no (laughs) not really Um, not that, I mean, like I said, we don't have many Twitter followers anyway, so. Listen, my, my search results, so, I was, <laughs> here we go. I was searching, I was searching on Amazon for a banana hook. <laughs> the thing that you put in your kitchen yeah, to hang bananas yeah. on. Uh, and my search results are still recovering from searching for that. What do elephants with long trucks have, trunks have to do with banana hooks? I can't breathe. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. That's Send us a picture of a banana hook. <laughs> hook, no. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right. A cr- banana, banana Th- cradle. Cradle? <laughs> They're European. Um... <laughs> All right, until next time, we're uh, DGS. Um, we got to figure out what the D stands for. Uh, and we, <laughs> dumb. Dumb. Dumb ghost stories. <laughs> Done. Dumb. Done. Dumb, oh, they said dumb. Dumb, dumb oh game. God. Dumb game Done? stories. <laughs> dumb game stuff. Fine. Tweet us pictures of banana hammocks and what DGS yeah, should what stand mean? for. Oh, Drop gavel and sherb. No X-ray. Sorry, X-ray. Um, doofus gorilla syringes. <laughs> um, wow. We're, we're going to do... Hold on to these. We'll do an entire episode of what... Here. <laughs> Send us what, <laughs> send us what you think DGS stands for. I'll make X-ray show notes. We'll read them all. Actually, <laughs> we'll read every single Whoa. one. That'll be like the thank you episode. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. It's on you. Do you want more DGS? It's up to you now. You've got to send us the content. Dry green styrofoam. <laughs> nope. Okay. Just play us off. Somebody play um, us off. There's got to be music or a hook or something. <laughs> Okay, I'll stop. It's like but, it's like the Oscars when the speech goes on for too long. They just start. Yeah, playing the please, music. please make the outro song Chuck Berry's only number oh. one hit. What was that? My dingling. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> is it really? Yeah, that's wow. a true fact. Friggin' Chuck Berry, who had all these classic songs, his only number one hit was so My not, So now I gotta find anyway. two songs to play for an answer. <laughs> God, that reminds me I heard an amazing story about <laughs> <laughs> the Ghostbusters theme and how that was written. That's such a creepy song. But it's such a good story about how that song was made. Uh, but I'll save it for the next episode. <sighs> Invisible man right. sleeping under your bed? Whoa. <laughs> Who are you going to call? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Check under right. your beds. Yeah. We're night. sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's how we got to start. start closing the show with an apology. <laughs> Open with an apology. Close with an apology. <laughs> sorry, we're not going to talk about destiny. Sorry we talked so long about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> welcome welcome to DGS an apology sandwich <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, Should we're out. Gorilla sandwich. Good luck good luck waiting 6 months for the next one. Oh, my mic was muted. Now I'm recording. Yay. <laughs> also, having this all-black Yeti mic on my bookshelf when people walk into my apartment is kind of hilarious because they don't immediately think it's a microphone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at the big black dong on your shelf for. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Didn't think you'd put that right. on your bookshelf. Well, you clearly don't know me then. You're, I mean, hey, if you're proud, you're proud. I mean, you know. What do you, what do you <laughs> <laughs> were, were we talking about uh, girth and, and length earlier? That's right. <sighs> yeah, the the Yeti. Jeez, the Yeti's USB cable is like 1,500 feet long. Mine came and did not work. My, my cable was bad. Oh, that sucks. And I was not happy, but whatever. Luckily, I had a million USB cables around. But Yeah, all right. <clears throat> You're going to read this and we're going to ad-lib the rest of it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's do it. I'm going to I'm going to give it a good old college try at the the Welcome Guardians thing. Right. <laughs>